Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 339 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, it's part two of our interview with Mad Sogard today. Great chat about his time with the Belleville Senators and some gear talk. We chirp him about wearing the all-whites. Is his new bucket already in the works? So stay tuned for all that. We'll also recap last night's Stanley Cup semifinal game. And oh boy, we have a series between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. All that plus Jason Spezza re-ups in Toronto. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Thursday, June 17th, and Pilsy, were Jeff Petrie's eyes the story of last night's game two between the Knights and Habs? I mean, they were definitely the story to start the game. Like, that was freaky. That looks like in movies when everyone's wearing red contacts because they're zombies or something. Like, for him to play through that, like, I'm not sure how much that affected his vision, but... The, the cameramen were really on it. There was a lot of zoomed-in shots of Jeff Petrie, and yeah, it was freaky. Oh, they made a meme out of it, no doubt. His wife posting that it doesn't affect him at all. It's just the looks, and that it looked way worse last week, apparently. They said it's a part of his worse. other injury, and I think it was a hand injury, but whatever it is, it's shot up and made his eyes as bloodshot as possible. Does not look good. And is that an intimidation factor at the end of the day? Yeah, I would say it's intimidating. <laughs> like, especially when there was a scrum after the whistle and Jeff Peacher was livid after and just him yelling and they zoomed in on his eyes. Man, that was <laughs> that was scary, that's for sure. They need to get him some visine. I don't know, something needs to happen. I can't believe you said it was worse before. I don't know how you can get much more red than that. Yeah, no question. The, the good news for Jeff Petrie is that they won the game or else he would have been real mad. So the Habs win 3-2. They're up 3-0. Vegas makes a, a solid attempt at a comeback. Both goals by Alex Petrangelo. One in the second. One with just over five minutes left in the third to make the, the last five really interesting. But the damage was already done before that. How did the Habs get off to such a big lead? Yeah, that's just the thing, Ross. Like, they just came out of the gates flying. They were out shooting Vegas like 10 to 2 for most of the first period. But it's funny because Vegas was still kind of controlling the play in my eyes. They just weren't getting their shots off. Montreal's penalty kill is amazing in the playoffs, I think, to start this game. And, well, I don't think Vegas scored a power play goal, so it's still really high. But it was 91.5% success rate on their penalty kill in the playoffs. So they've been shutting teams down and that's how they got through the first two rounds with such ease. And Vegas was having so much trouble beating Carey Price. Like this guy, he's at the peak of his game. Like it, you can tell he's having fun again. He's in the zone. He's not distracted. Like he's just 
calm, cool, and collected. Like he's so intense in the net and Vegas did everything they could to try to beat him. And Alex Petrangelo was able to beat him twice. He had the final one timer. There was like five seconds left. I thought he was going to get the Hattie. I live bet Vegas uh, at betonline.ag. I was really thinking they were going to come back, at least tie it and then bring it to overtime. But it just wasn't in the cards. And now Montreal's tied this series up 1-1. Taking home ice advantage. And we pondered last week if the Quebec government would allow more fans. And that's the case. However, not a whole lot more. There'll be 3,500 in the building at the Bell Center for Game 3. And like I mentioned, the Habs now stealing home ice. Does this give them a true advantage? Or is this still Vegas' series to lose? Because they looked like a different team without Chandler Stevenson, which is Almost funny to say, but he's found a home next to Stone and Pacioretty. And yesterday you could tell all their lines were shaken up outside of the misfits. Yeah, it, it'll really have a ripple effect. Like, I feel like Chandler Stevenson is kind of their Connor Brown type of guy. Like, initially you don't think much of it, but then when you don't have him, you're like, oh my God. God, does this guy ever impact the game so much? And talking about this series, Ross, I still got, I got Vegas with a gentleman sweep now. Like, I, what Montreal did was great. They really capitalized on high danger scoring opportunities, and they were able to get off to that 3 nothing lead, but it was all Vegas after that. Like, they just dominated play. They just couldn't beat Carey Price. That's it. So I got Vegas winning the next three games. Oh, let's hope so, or else I owe Simmer a beer, right? So we needed to go five games at most, and... Yeah, that's uh, coming soon. We'll see how that ends up on Friday night as the series shifts to Montreal. We'll have a quick preview of Isles and Lightning coming up afterwards, but why make you wait? We've got great chat coming up with Mad Sogard. So let's roll over there with Bet Online. tell you about how they are the number one sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, the only place we trust for our online wagering needs. Now, when you sign up for Bet Online. The beauty of being a listener to Locked On Senators is you're entitled to a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's right. You put in $200, $100 right there in your account. Bingo, bango, bongo. You put in $100, $50 right there for you. Napilzi, we need to do some work here on your parlay of the day because you're 0 for 3. And this time, we can't say you were just a goal away. Yeah, that's tough. That was a that was a double loss for me there. The over didn't hit and Vegas lost that game. So I'm switching up the formula, something I don't often Whoa. do, Ross. So here we go. Only one game tonight, obviously. Tampa Bay Lightning up against the New York Islanders. I'm taking the Islanders money line. That they're back at Nassau Coliseum. It's a tied series. I think they're going to take the first home game. That crowd's going to be roaring. This team's going to be ready to go. I'm not sure where Anders Lee is in his recovery. I don't think he's quite ready to come back yet, but I think just seeing him on the ice and having him around the boys uh, at practice and meetings and stuff like that will be a big energy boost. So I'm taking the Islanders money line plus 120. And then I wanted to take the over. I wanted to cheer for goals. But like I said, when you fail that many times in a row, you got to switch things up. So I'm taking the under here. Vasilevsky and Varlamov are both going to be on their game tonight. The under is five and the odds are plus 119. So we're getting double plus odds here. I'm taking a gamble. Let's put that into a parlay. Islanders money line and the under. Put 10 bucks in. You're going to win $38.18. That's double the reward of last night where I lost both of them. So we're, we're risking it a little more to catch up here and guys that is Pillsy's playoff parlay of the day you've been warned he's over his last three are you gonna fade or ride with Pillsy? when you do make sure you go to betonline.ag that way you're in the action 
And don't forget our promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And make sure you're locked on Senators wherever you download your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, or the Google Play app. And you can follow us on social media as well, lockedon.senators and Send Central on Twitter. All right, here he is, part two of our chat with Belleville Senators goalie, Mad Sogard. Dev Camp, one of my favorite times of the year. And we got to see, I know Brady was a one and done. He wasn't there in 2019. He was already, you know, preparing for the NHL season. But what's it like at that development camp? I know that you've got a great relationship with a couple of the other guests on our show with Kevin Mandelese and, and Joey Dax as well. What was the dynamic like going into that situation, your first Dev Camp? Well, obviously a lot of excitement. I mean, going into your first development camp is it's pretty awesome. Uh, very excited for it and everything. And uh, Kevin was my roommate, and uh, he he got to. I got up to the room. We had a meeting that night, and uh, I got up to the room, and he got there, and then we got to sit down, and talk for a little bit, and he was being super nice and and just like kind of telling me how things are, are rolling and and um, how things go and, and what you do and what you don't. And uh, right after I walked down and. Uh, I get to meet uh, Joey as well, and uh, all of us just clicks. Uh, I mean, even Gus as well. Like, we're all having fun, and uh, we're really enjoying our time that week and and uh, obviously competing and, uh, and helping each other on the ice too, but definitely off the ice. I mean, I think we went to dinner every single night, so uh, we, we had a really good time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, the four, the four of you are probably going to see a lot of each other as uh, young prospects in this organization. Now, I want to ask you when you're, when you're at dev camp and you're on the ice, who are some of the shooters that really gave you a hard time? I mean, probably Brady was a guy that uh, definitely you noticed, but who were some of the shooters that were really tough that you maybe didn't have a full profile on before, but surprised you a little? Well, I, I think it's even hard to, to just pick one. I think it's, it kind of goes that's the same thing as like going to the WHL and everything. It's just a new level and you go up and everyone's just better. And, you know, you have that uh, maybe three guys on your own team that really can shoot the puck. Well, now you got a full team that can really mm. shoot the puck. Uh, everyone is super good at it, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to even like pick out a couple guys. I know uh, Crook or Angus Crookshanks just has a really good shot. There's a couple other uh, Jonathan Davidson. I remember I thought was really tough to stop too. You mentioned shooters, and I asked Igor about you. We've had Igor Sokolov on the show. That guy can rip a puck as well. He said that he didn't know you long enough to know any weird goalie superstitions, though, that you might have. Is there anything that that makes you kind of quirky as a goalie? I don't know. Well, even Igor, I, that's that was my first time getting on the ice with him. Uh, when I got to Belva here, but he can definitely rip the puck. That's uh, that's for sure. You, you got to be awake when he's going. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of just have my uh, my routine. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to, to tell you. Like, are, are you are, like, do you put one side of your gear on first? I'm sure. Yeah, that's I'm always more... like a left side first. That's pretty much uh, the only thing. I mean, the whole thing for me getting to the rink. Uh, around game time it's it's the same thing you're not going to have any trouble uh finding me at different places <laughs> i'm i'm at the same place at the same time every night and uh i think uh one of the things i do is i i had to i go shower when i go to the rink and then 
I get in my uh, undergarments and then I'll I'll be going to the to the bench to to listen to some music and tape my stick and then do some uh, some visualization and I do that every before every game and uh, something I just like uh, a little time to quiet down and calm the nerves and just uh, prepare for the game. Yeah, I, I was similar in my preparation too. Like you want to be on your own and kind of mentally be able to go through the game. Now, when you're on the bench and you got the music pumping, what kind of tunes you got going? Oh man, I'm, I'm trying to calm myself down. I, I you know, it's so not so heavy metal. Games, but no heavy metal, more like <laughs> country music, just to relax and take a deep breath and nothing too, too crazy. I'm pretty, uh, pretty calm when I'm playing too uh not overly stressed about anything uh just uh trying to let the game come to me let the puck come to me not chase the game too much and i think uh it sounds stupid but listening to to some calm music and country music like that i think that helps me to to just have a calm mind and and uh let me play my game man i was half expecting you to say like nordic spa music or whatever like just that you know really slow sounds of water melody. and stuff exactly. yeah no no I, I gotta be a little bit more pumped up than that <laughs> so you're not in are you in the soccer circle as well no i i mean sometimes when i'm uh when i'm on the bench i'll go play a little bit of soccer but uh when i'm playing i have my own routine and uh there's not no soccer involved in that all right, well, let's get into you actually playing. So you went over back to Denmark with an organization you were familiar with. And don't think we're going to skim over the wacky way you got into the world championships this year. But it's already a strange year. And then you sign, you come over, you're with the Belleville Sens. How quickly did you get comfortable? Strange year, we know you can't, you know, have the same sort of off-ice uh, camaraderie as you would in past years. But how quickly were you comfortable? Because on the ice, it looks seamless. Right at the, the get-go, I mean, everyone was so nice to me. I knew a couple of guys from development camp, and, you know, everyone was just so welcoming to me and uh, made me feel right at home, like, right from the get-go. Uh, so I felt pretty good right from when I got there. On the ice, it was uh, it was a little bit of an adjustment, even though uh, it didn't it didn't look like it game-wise. Uh, but, you know, just, like, trying to figure out how, how to play the most efficient way and and how to be successful. And I think Justin Peters has done an awesome job with me already. I mean, we haven't, we've been working for maybe a month and a half or so. And, and I just feel I've, I've made a lot of strides already just in that month. And uh, it's been awesome. Uh, so uh, a lot of props to him because he's, uh, he's really doing his, his job really good. So very excited to, to work with him and, and keep on developing. So. Uh, that's a big thing, but I mean, also like just uh, the guys around the rink, you know, there's a couple guys I played against out in junior, Mark Caslick, Parker Kelly. Uh, the shift Cole disturber Reinhardt. we call Par Parker Kelly. That guy just got under everyone's skin, eh? Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, uh, he puts on his game face and he has no friends on the ice. So, uh, you know, it's awesome to be, to be honest on his side for us. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Well, like Ross said, it was a weird year with the pandemic. You head over to Denmark. Now, when you're over in Denmark, was it kind of a goal for you to make your way to Belleville? Because if you would have started in the WHL, you, you wouldn't have got that opportunity. Whereas now you have the opportunity to do that. When you're playing in Denmark, was there conversations uh, between you and the team, like talking about that? Or what was that a personal goal you had? Or what was the kind of scenario leading up to going to Belleville? Yeah, I mean... 
like uh, I'm sitting here back home thinking I'm going to be heading to back to Medicine Hat, uh, playing my last year there. And, you know, times just keep ticking. And, you know, you look at, uh, you know, it's my contract year. I, I got to sign yeah. the contract. Otherwise, I'm going back into the draft and uh, time's ticking and, and you want to improve yourself and uh, show that you deserve a contract. So, um you know, it just it just got like to a point where you know I I just said to myself I I want to play now I'm not going to be waiting around anymore uh, I want to play and it, I want to play now so I called my agent and we we kind of talked about it and you know out of nowhere I just I got a call from Esper saying that uh, they would like to bring me down for the rest of the season and I was like well I can't do that because if Medicine Hat wants me back then I'm going to go back but you know quickly. Uh, I got down there and, and I, I liked what I liked the hockey. I thought, uh, I thought the league was actually better than I expected it to be. Um, there's some, there's some pretty good players actually. So there's a lot of fun going down there, you know, just getting to play pro hockey as well. I mean, it might not be, uh, at the AHL level, but it's still pro hockey. And, and, um, you know, that's, uh, that's the first for me. I, I hadn't tried that before. So, uh, it was good. And, I think uh, more than anything, I was I was just trying to prove myself to get a contract, and then the me getting the bell was just like uh, like an extra thing, like a plus. So um, I think more than anything, I was just uh, trying to prove myself for a contract. Well, it worked out to be a plus plus. You go seven and zero, still haven't lost at the AHL uh, level, and after every one of your games, we tweet out at Send Central like six and O, but we'd put the large O with the dash through it, like in your last name. And people are just absolutely loving it. Hell, Saeed Kuda, we got to shout him out. Obviously you're a big guy, you're Danish. So the great Dane nickname kicked in right away. And that's (laughs) carried a life of its own. We love to see that. Now with Belleville, this was a situation they went through all season long, but the third period, they gave up a lot more shots than they were getting. As a goalie, do you prefer to be peppered early in the game? or work your way through a couple periods, maybe it's a one-goal game either way, and then have to stand tall in the third? Well, it's funny you say that because I, I, I think usually I'd like to be more peppered in the beginning of the game because you're all fresh and, uh, you know, you're feeling the puck early and you have a good feel the rest of the game. But I've just kind of worked my way to, like, not worry too much about when the shots are going to come because they're going to come at some point. So just trying to stay focused all the time and not worry about when they're going to come. So honestly, I, I don't even have a preference now. Uh, obviously, I think every goalie would agree on me with saying that it's nice to get a good couple of touches early in the game just to get a good feeling. But like whether I get uh, five shots in the first period and 20 in the, in the third, uh, it, it doesn't matter. The job stays the same. You got you to gotta stop the puck and, and you got to give your team a chance to win. And luckily, uh, I had some pretty good guys around me for my time in Belleville. And, uh, yeah, I, I played some good hockey as well. I didn't play my best every night, but uh, I think more than anything, uh, I was I was able to, to make uh, some key saves here and there and, and uh, you know, put the, put the team in a good position. And, I mean, obviously, it just uh, collided with, with the team starting to play very well as well uh, as I got there. So... It's just a perfect uh, scenario for me. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, your seven and zero record speaks for itself. And you, you got to experience a lot of different things on that Belleville team in the short time you were there. So now that the season's over, you're back home in Denmark, what are your goals for the off season? Like, is there certain things where you're like, this is the one thing I'm going to improve on, or uh, by the end of the off season, I want to be able to do this, or what are your goals like while you're working away from the game? I think uh, just for me getting stronger, uh, building on my on my already big body, uh, uh, just getting uh, getting stronger. And I mean, like on the ice, uh, there's a lot of technical stuff I'm I'm still working on and uh, trying to get better at. But um, you know, just just playing the right way for me. Uh, I think uh, we got a good plan in in Belleville with Justin Peters and um, of how I'm going to be making it to the NHL. And just like trying to execute that plan every day. Uh, always have that mindset of, of, you know, getting to be an NHL starting goalie. And um, that's what, uh, what I'm, I'm trying to try and do every day. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but uh, if you do the right things uh, throughout a long enough time and uh, you do it on a consistent basis, there's, there's going to come a, a time and a chance and, and then it's up to yourself to grab it. So just putting the work in every day and, and trying to learn and, uh, and get uh, stronger and yeah, do what I can to develop. So you mentioned that you were always a bigger kid compared to the rest of your age group, but like, dude, are you still growing? Like you're already, you'd be the tallest. No, the I haven't, I haven't been growing for uh, a couple of years now, so I don't think so, but who knows? Awesome. Okay. We'll get you out of this uh, with, with a couple fun ones. Mads like all white gear. What's going on with that? I've seen you, you've gotten it figured out. The new true gear looks absolutely <laughs> sick, but the all whites what's going on man well you know what it was more of just like a practice set for me when uh when i was gonna be here in denmark i didn't even think about it when i received my gear it was back in maybe october i received my gear and uh my best buddy loves designing uh gear for me he helped me out with the pads as well and everything and joey (laughs) i feel like dax spends his entire off season planning out his gear Oh yeah, well, Dax helps me out as well. I I'm sending him screenshots before and uh, I'm waiting for his approval as well. So, um, but no, he's uh, he's my best buddy. He's really uh, he likes nice equipment and everything. So, I uh, I get in uh, get into the rink with my all new white gear and he just looks weird at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm just and he's like, "Why didn't you put any colors on?" It's just a practice set. <laughs> and he goes, "So." You got to be looking good in practice as well. I'm like, oh man, I'll remember that. That's that's just uh, that was the whole thing about it. it was just, um, I just thought it was just a practice set, and I ended up playing with it <laughs> for the full season. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation, but uh, we'll be, uh, yeah, hopefully be looking better next season. Oh, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. The yeah, awesome. <laughs> for sure. And I mean, Ross and I, as goalies, we like to say the phrase, look good, play good. So that's definitely a big part of it. You got well, It definitely helps if you look down and you're looking good. Exactly. I mean, then at least you look good. Maybe you didn't play good, yeah. but at least you got half the battle there. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> so you're talking about, um, you know, designing some equipment and stuff. So we got to ask, uh, what about the helmet? What about your mask design? We had uh, Dax's guy, um, Shifty. Shifty, the guy who designed his helmet, he had a lot of great stories and a lot of insight on how goalie helmets are designed. So what are some ideas that you've got cooking for your mask? 
I already uh, I received my mask a couple of days ago, Ooh. so Ooh. that will be. Are we uh, gonna see the release soon? I I will be sending out a, a release on Instagram nice. in a couple of days. But uh, Dave Art from David Gunnerson made yeah. my uh, my helmet, and uh, very happy with the outcome for sure. So stay tuned for that. Is it gonna be sense themed? Like I'm assuming the bees got to be in there. Any hints, or we have to wait for the grand unveiling? This uh my first helmet is uh is an Ottawa Senators helmet. Perfect. And I mean your brother wouldn't let it be any other way, eh? No, he's uh he's happy about it too, for sure. So everybody's gotta go give you a follow if you aren't already on Instagram, mads.sogard, two A's in there, and the helmet release is coming soon. Mads, we really appreciate you taking some time with us. Goalie friendly show, and your insight was a welcome addition to our show we can't wait to see whether it's going to be a development camp or next september but be well keep working hard man and sense fans are really fired up for the great dane to make his impact in a full season in belleville so have a great summer man thanks again thank you so much thanks for having me all right stick taps to mads for joining us on the show we will be eagerly awaiting his unveil of the new 2021 senator's bucket on his Instagram coming soon. But yeah, what an absolute beauty. Let's drive on over to segment three. Make sure everything's all good. And when we don't have everything in order with our car, we go to rockauto.com. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts to customers, and they've been doing it online for 20 years, ahead of their time for sure. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need for your car. Just go there and see it for yourself. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. That'll come in handy if you need an engine control module or something you can't just drive over and get. They're delivering it to your door and their catalog is so easy and unique to follow. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, price at rockauto.com, always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just put locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box. That way, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. All right, Pilsy, we'll get in to the Eastern Conference semifinal. Tampa Bay, New York, going to Nassau, tied at one. And I love that, Pilsy. Both series tied at one. That's what you like to see when you get into the third round of the playoffs. Some nice tight games and tight series. Although we've already discussed, we don't think this Vegas one is going too, too much longer. But before we touch on that, some sends abroad news. Jason Spezza re-signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. One-year deal at league minimum. And get this, he says, if I could have taken less, I would have. What are your thoughts on him sticking with his guns and saying that this Leafs team can win? Yeah, well, to, if he thinks this Leafs team can win, that's that's very interesting because the evidence proves otherwise. But you know what? Good for him. He's sticking around at his age. He's still an effective player. Like, he's not just a namesake. Like, he's still putting up points. He was one of their best players in the playoffs. That was shots fired at Joe Thornton, who was not a very good player this year. Yeah, well, and I don't want to fire shots at Nick Felino either, but trading a first round for the value they got back in return is 
Yep, when you're looking at what a first-round pick can get you in uh, Blake Coleman and uh, Barkley Goodrow in Tampa. A second-round pick can get you Taylor Hall. <laughs> and Curtis Lazar. Don't disrespect Lazar. Huge part of that trade there. No, unbelievable when you look at how all of it shook out. But for Jason Spezza, he had two good years in Dallas, and then it started to fall apart, right? He's found a second win. And you know that he's the kind of guy that just loves the game, eats, breathes, sleeps, hockey, and he's going to work in a front office after his career. But the longer he extended, the better it is for us fans. I know the highlights aren't as fun when he's wearing blue and white, but the fake clapper, open up the goalie down the wing with speed and then slide a five hole or put one upstairs. Like it's vintage Jason Spetz. And like, I remember I was like 12 years old when he, when he was drafted by the senators. So, you know, you've grown up in this Jason Spezza era. So I'm pretty happy that, uh, you know, we still get that familiar face around watching NHL games. Yeah, we'll get to see a lot of him uh, as uh, Battle of Ontario is going to continue on with Jason Spezza here. And yeah, I, I just think it's really interesting, his quote saying, it would have taken less if I could have. Like, And then all the people obviously referencing that Matthews, Marner, and Tavares didn't take less. Well, I think it's a little bit of a different situation there. Spezza has $88 million in career earnings. He probably makes more than the league minimum on his interest alone. Like his, his interest on his investments is probably outweighing his uh, salary that he's making with the Leafs now. And yeah, he's not playing for the money. Like he's playing for the love of the game and he wants to make sure he can be golfing by early May. Yeah, no doubt. Seems that way, right? It's his second season. He just finished in Toronto, had 10 goals, which is the most in his last four years, he had eight, eight, and then nine in his first year with Toronto. And you put that into the fact that it was a condensed season as well. And yeah, he's getting back on track. Get this, Pilsy, though. He only he only averaged 11 minutes a game. Like this guy is playing a fourth line role. But imagine telling someone early in Spetz's career that he was going to be a defensively reliable, win a key face off, penalty kill type guy. Like you would have gone absolutely nuts because. He was the antithesis of that. Yeah, as as you were telling him that, he probably sent a drop pass back and it got <laughs> intercepted and went the other way for a goal. So yeah, that definitely is surprising. But that's that's the credit to him, right? Like he's adapted. You have to, as you grow in the NHL and as the game of hockey changes, you have to change as well. It's adapt or die. And Spezza's adapting here while some of, some of the guys who are older or even younger than him are dying out because they're not able to change and be effective players for their teams anymore. Yeah, well, stick taps to Spezza and, and good on him. We haven't been talking about him recently because I don't know if you heard, but the Leafs blew a 3-1 lead in the first round. And, well, we'll see how they do next year. It looks like Zach Hyman will be testing the free agent market. That's another big piece. And this is not a Leafs podcast. You can check out Locked On Leafs. Mikey DiStefano is an absolute beauty here at the Locked On Network. But I do want to touch on that briefly because a player like Zach Hyman isn't most of their value in that they're they're cheap against the cap? Once a guy like Zach Hyman gets a $6 million contract, all of a sudden, he's not an effective third best player on a line, but a guy who can go in and be hard on the forecheck. At, at the price that he's looking like he's going to get in free agency, you got to bring a bit more than I think he has in his toolbox. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean, you always overpay for free agents. That's how it goes. You have to accept that. Don't you kind of compare him with Connor Brown? For me, they're almost neck and neck. And Connor Brown is making 3.5. So 
I, I believe the Leafs offered upwards of $5 million a year. Basically, that was the rumor, yeah. Basically, Freddie Anderson's contract is off the books. They would replace it with his. But he's going to get more than that? I don't know because, yeah, that was a rumor. And obviously, the agent denied that rumor. The, the agent's going to deny every, any single rumor that comes out. So I don't know where the truth is there. But, yeah, like you make a good point with Zach Hyman. If he's making upwards of $5 million and isn't playing with top-tier guys like he's used to, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he has. But at the same time, we just talked about it. Chandler Stevenson, that's not a guy that jumps out at you as being a big part of that Vegas roster. When you look at Stone, Pacioretty, Carlson, Marcheseau, Smith, like there's so many other guys, but take him out of that lineup and you start to see the value that he has. Now, is it 5 million plus value? Probably not, especially in this economy in a dead cap era, but it's something that you need to look at because every team needs a guy that's going to do the things that Zach Hyman does, that Chandler Stevenson does, that Connor Brown does, that Nick Paul does. You need a guy who takes pride in doing those kinds of jobs so that the other guys who excel at scoring goals can just focus on that. So I think it's going to be real interesting to see where Zach Hyman ends up, but wherever he, I, I'm pretty much all but certain he's not going back to Toronto unless he wants to take a Jason Spezza hometown discount, which I don't think he's going to do in this stage of his career. He doesn't have 88 sheets in the bank yet. <laughs> so it, I think Hyman is going to go on and he's going to find greener pastures somewhere else and good on him. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now and he's played almost 60% of the time on the ice at five on five with Austin Matthews. Like that, that'll help pump anybody's stats. So I'm really interested to see where Zach Hyman ends up. And I'm going to throw a dark horse team out here right now before we turn our attention to the playoffs. The St. Louis Blues, I think, would be a great fit for him going forward. But if the Sens are interested, I hope it's on a short term at that price. I would not go six by six with a guy like Zach Hyman or Ryan Nugent Hopkins for that matter. Although I believe they're grinding it out and that it's more and more likely by the day that Nugent Hopkins will return to Edmonton. This is the kind of great offseason storylines and drama that we're used to. And as we inch closer to the draft, it's just going to be more and more amplified. And that Seattle expansion draft adds such a wrinkle into it as well. But Pilsy, Nassau Coliseum is going to be completely buzzing tonight what a barn remember this is the last season they're using it so once they're done they're done it's over now it's 1-1 right now you knew tampa the lock of the century was tampa winning game two on home ice down one in the series what are you expecting now with the series shifting settings yeah, well, like my parlay of the day, I do think the Islanders are going to win this game. And it's funny with Nassau Coliseum. Hasn't it been their last year there the last three years in a row? Like well, it feels they went to Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and the blue line was like under the, the Jumbotron. Yeah, so I think they had to do some uh, repurposing. And then all the players live in Long Island, so they have to take the subway to get to work, or it's like an hour drive, whatever it is, yeah. through traffic. So I think it just made more sense than, than uh, trying to gut it out in Brooklyn. Yeah, and I think so. And it's obvious. Like, the fans connect with Nassau Coliseum. They don't connect with the Barclays Center. And I think – I wouldn't be surprised, Ross, if we see fans at the end of this season with duct tape, hammer, and nails – uh, what's that tape that stops things from leaking? Uh, that infomercial tape that stops any leak. They're going to be sticking stuff all over Nassau Coliseum. They're going to make sure that building doesn't crumble because they want to be there over and over and over again because that's 
that's their home. Like they don't want to move to Brooklyn. Like you said, even the players probably don't like that idea either. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with their arena situation. But in regards to the game tonight, I think we're going to see the Islanders are going to come out hot. They're going to be firing on all cylinders because the New York Saints are no longer. They were pissed off last game. And I think that energy is going to carry over to this game. And maybe we see a guy like Ross Johnson get into the lineup here. A little, little toughness added to the lineup to match what the Lightning are going to do to kind of hold off Pat Maroon. Although Matt Martin does a pretty good job of that. They had some spirited tilts in that game last time as well. So I think this is this series is really boiling. These teams hate each other already. So I'm stoked for this series to continue. And I hope it goes to seven games. Oh, I hope so too. Although I'm on the Islanders. Got them plus 220 at Bet Online before the series. And as much as it'd be awesome to see a Vegas-Tampa Stanley Cup Finals, I kind of like the uh, Islander storyline of getting Pajot involved, whether it's against Stone or the Montreal Canadiens, right? You look at what he's been able to do against them in the past. So there's going to be lots of storylines coming out of this game tonight because right now, the Islanders, it seemed everything went in their favor game one. The calls, you know, the goals as well, of course. But in game two... Tampa was able to, to mount a bit more offensive pressure. Kucherov was in his bag of tricks with a couple unbelievable assists. So it's talent against toughness when it comes to Isles and Lightning. And I, I usually lead in the side of toughness. And they do have some skill as well. And what a story would it be if Anders League could make a return in the Stanley Cup final. I think that would be fantastic. And I believe the tape you're talking about is T-Rex because any sort of silicone tape is anti-leak all right well i'm glad we cleared that up uh yeah and that's the thing like if if the islanders win this series and go to the stanley cup finals and anders lee comes back oh my god empty the betonline.ag account on the islanders winning the cup even if they're up against vegas because that's that's team of destiny shit right there like that is a hockey gods being like all right islanders fans you've struggled for decades decades and now we're going to give you something here. So if that happens, I know what way I'm leaning. I'll finally be an Islanders fan for the first time in my life. Oh, man. Well, my buddy Wes will not be at the game tonight. So keep that in mind if you're betting. He's 2-0 and when he's there at Nassau. Both times the Islanders win the series. So uh, to finish up, I'm seeing that Ryan Clark here at the Athletic has put together mock expansion draft 7.0. Oh, take it easy, guys. But they've done three separate drafts, right, within this. Three different... Um, they have three different writers giving their picks. Exactly. Thank you. And within that, they have Chris Tierney going twice, and Dom Lecician picked Anton Forsberg? So, does this mean that the Senators, maybe not overvalue, but the rest of the hockey world doesn't know as much about Joey Decord as we do because to, to sense fans, it seems well, like and it's Gus Yeah. But I think that in this situation, they're protecting Gus. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, and we talked about it. I said maybe the Forsberg signing is a expansion draft idea by the sense. And wow. I don't, I don't think that that is going to happen. I'd be very surprised. There's, a lot of other goalies that you could go for if you're the Seattle Kraken. So I really think it's going to be Chris Tierney. Chris Tierney makes so much sense for the Kraken to pick because 
I don't think if if you're the Kraken, you're not going to take a veteran guy like Forsberg. Like that just seems like such a safe pick to do. And if he's going to be your third goalie, I don't know. You probably want someone with a little more upside. No, wouldn't it be something if Joey Decord's injury this season and kind of disappearance while he recovered was the reason why they decided to go a different direction? That could be pretty positive development long-term because, of course, Joey's health is number one, and he's a guy who was back on the ice, member in practice before the end of the year. So I think he's fully healed now, and now it's just a matter of if it's Anton Forsberg or Chris Tierney, where the hell are all the goalies going to play? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out. But, Ross, we better DM Joey and tell him not to make any more hype videos on YouTube because if he starts making more hype videos of himself in the NHL, Seattle's going to take notice of that and he'll be snatched up quick. Yeah, well, everyone, make sure to go tell our newest sister show on the network who they should take. Locked on Kraken is now on Twitter. The show is starting on July so they'll have a good lead up to the draft i'm excited i'm gonna be a listener i think that it's great for the league and now as a network we can go back to saying we got a show for every single team and well locked on senators you know will always find their way to the top of that list and with the fan base as passionate as you guys we want to say thank you again for engaging with us on social media at send central locked on dot senators hope you enjoyed Mad Sogard. I will hint that we have a log in the fire to get another goalie we have not had on this show. That should be coming up in the next week or so. Pilsy, any last word before we take off? And it'll be awesome. Tomorrow, we're going all the way to Sweden for our Send Central citizen. Yeah. Well, hey, the podcast travels the world. We've been to Dubai. We've been uh, over in England. We've been everywhere. Like this, uh, the Sense fans travel well. So you got to love that. And my final words, go Islanders, go. Oh, there it is. Pajo, 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 Pajo. <laughs> For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. Hey, have a great day, everyone. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.